From Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes. We break down the big political news affecting Wisconsin. I'm Ayan Silver, speaking with J.R. Ross, editor of WisPolitics.com. He provides a roundup of the Wisconsin developments you need to know. Here's our latest conversation. Hi, J.R., nice to chat with you again. Hey, thanks for having me. I'd like to talk about state aid to local governments again called shared revenue. To get people up to speed again, it's money to localities like the city of Milwaukee, Milwaukee County. It's been frozen for about 30 years and places like Milwaukee are facing dire financial straits and cuts to services if something isn't done. In Milwaukee, it's because of approaching pension payments and increasing costs. Republicans and Democrats both agree action is necessary and have put forth plans. What's the latest version of the GOP shared revenue bill? Well, we have a bill that passed the assembly last week that makes some tweaks to the original proposal. It's still all centered around the idea of taking one penny of the state's five cent sales tax and putting it into a new fund that would basically cover a host of state aids and local governments. So that's the foundation for it. Uh, remember, the original bill that Republicans proposed included a number of strings on how the money could be used number of uh, kind of restrictions on Milwaukee in particular about things like how the, the streetcar is funded, those kinds of things. A lot of those things remain. They tweaked them a little bit. So, for example, the original bill with restrictions about how long a local public health official could shut down businesses to deal with a outbreak or a pandemic. That went from being 14 days to 30 before you need to get permission from elected officials to extend it. So there's some tweaks like that. The big hang-up right now is whether to require Milwaukee County and the city to go to referendum to approve a new sales tax. So you kind of mentioned the city and county's pension problems before. The Republican approach would allow the county to add 0.375% to its current sales tax, allow the city to impose a new 2% sales tax, and basically that money be dedicated toward the pension obligations. There's a fiscal cliff facing the city and county starting, I think, even 2025, that if they don't find more money, those pension obligations are going to eat up so much of their budget, they're going to be in real bad shape. So that sales tax, when we go toward retiring the pension obligation, then to fix the system kind of permanently, all new hires, the city and county, go in the state system. Uh, Milwaukee County is the only ones in the state that have a separate retirement system from the state. Um, so that would basically put all those new hires in there, the sales taxes would continue until, I think, 30 years or the pension obligations are met, whichever happens first, and then go away. So that's kind of the foundation. And right now the question is that referendum component. Because if you talk to local officials in Milwaukee, they will tell you that they have real concerns on whether the referendum would pass. Because the governor, for example, his plan had a 1% sales tax from, uh, for Milwaukee for the city and county to share. And that included a referendum component. But there was no restriction on that money could be used. Now you're telling Milwaukee voters, look, we want you to consider raising your, t- your taxes, not for things you like about city services, but for retiring pension obligations that were built up by mismanagement by past leaders over years. That's a tough sell. So the question is, will they go to referendum or allow this common council and county board to approve those sales taxes instead? Okay, well, Senate Majority Leader Devin Lemahieu, who's a Republican, said last week that the bill to increase state aid to local governments will likely not have that provision, calling for Milwaukee to get approval from voters before raising the sales taxes. But Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, who's also a Republican, 
and came up with a Republican proposal on the Assembly, said that that would kill the bill and that the Assembly wouldn't take up a new bill. What can you tell us about that? Well, yeah, look at Robin Voss's comments closely. He said it could kill the bill, and he said that they would non-concur. So first, you know, could's different than would, right? So he's got to pay attention to how these guys talk. He's trying to lay down a marker and really kind of spur the Senate Republican caucus to act. Uh, Senate Republicans have been kind of chomping the bit to get this thing done for a while. They feel like the Senate's taking its time. So it may be a little bit of drama just to kind of spur action. The second thing is there's a process in the legislature where you have to have the same bill pass in the same form for it to go to the governor. If one house passes a different version than the other, they send it back to their house to look at if they don't like the changes, they do a process called a non-concurrence vote, which basically says, we don't like what you did to it. We're not going to agree to it. That doesn't kill the bill. There are other options to kind of move forward. For example, hasn't happened in quite a while around this place, but you go to a conference committee, which is basically a committee that's made up of appointments from each house to work out a deal. Then that deal goes to each house for an up or down vote. So that's an option. You could have both houses in session the same day and pass a bill back and forth and keep changing until you're happy. I mean, there are all kinds of ways to keep this thing going, but Republicans are pushing up against deadline. They want the share revenue bill done because they want to know how it fits with the budget. Remember, it's not just about what Lemmy Hugh and Voss want. Governor Evers is also part of this conversation. He has made clear he's not happy about the referendum component. There's like the strings on Milwaukee County and city. He wants a clean bill. He's not going to get a clean bill. There's no Republicans are going to approve this kind of money for local governments, and especially for Milwaukee County and the city, without some kind of guard of how it's spent. They want Milwaukee to dedicate more money toward police, law enforcement, fire protection, those kinds of things. They're basically saying, okay, we'll help you, but in exchange, you have to do this, this, and this. So, you know, what gets the governor happy? That's a big question. Is he going to be on board with these things? And with the amendment that was approved by the assembly, he said, I'd not sign on to this. I'm not there. So we've got a ways to go before the thing is all said and done. What are the key sticking points for Republicans and for Governor Evers, like the non-negotiables? Well, so that's the interesting thing. The referendum component for a lot of Republicans is non-negotiable. Their core value is they don't want to raise taxes, period. And if you are going to raise taxes, you should give people a say, right? You should go to referendum. So their thinking is if you're going to require a, or if we're going to require a referendum, you're going to have to give on something else. So the question becomes, what would Evers have to give up in order to get the referendum component thrown out? You know, it could be a promise to do something in the budget on taxes or on school choice or things that the governor's not real happy about doing. But that's a real possibility to grease the skids for a deal. And the budget is really kind of an important part of this play as well. Um, Republicans want the share revenue bill done. You know that Evers is on board. So they kind of build their budget around it. Um, Evers wants to know, okay, if we're going to give X number of dollars to local governments in this share revenue bill, I also want to know in the budget, are you going to keep current funding levels for transit aids, for example, which is money to local governments to help pay for you know buses and those kinds of things. Because if you're going to increase uh, shared revenue, but then cut transit aids, the governor's not happy. So these bills kind of work in con- kind of together in a way. And there's a pressure to get this thing done to know how it's going to work with the budget. But also the government wants to know, okay, I want some assurances that if I sign your version of the bill, you're not going to go and screw around with these other things once I get the budget sent to me. What does it mean when Assembly Speaker Voss says that they're done negotiating, but Governor Evers says the opposite? Well, 
sometimes in politics there's uh, negotiation, there's public stances to kind of spur action. So people don't doubt that Robin Voss has some red lines about what he wants in that bill. So, for example, let's talk about the referendum component, okay? So if you take that out, some people argue you should be able to allow the Common Council and County Board to approve via vote the sales tax increases. The Republicans say, okay, well, if we go that system, we should require a unanimous vote. Well, that is a tough thing to get in anybody, and there are people in Milwaukee who say, look, we don't know the county board and common council would vote unanimously for those sales tax increases. They don't like the restrictions, some people, on how Milwaukee spends its money. There is a provision in this bill that would, you know, basically end diversity, equity, inclusion efforts by the city and county. They're not thrilled with that either. So how do you get to a a you know unanimous vote with things that people don't like. Same time, if you allow a majority vote, Republicans kind of go, look, um, we're not for the idea of giving Milwaukee the tools financially to get out of the quandary that they're in because, let's be honest, there are not any great options from the state, at least, to Milwaukee if this doesn't work out. And Milwaukee has no good option either other than like deep, deep cuts to services and staff. If we're going to give these tools, we want to see something in return. And if you're going to split on this proposal with all the work that we've done, Republicans will say. Uh, it's like you're kind of basically, you know, kicking us in the shins. We don't appreciate that kind of optic of you guys barely saying yes. So there is a real question of what's the methodology going to be to approve this and what the standard is going to be to get it done. My colleague Joy Powers has reported a bit um, and spoken with some professors about how when the shared revenue program initially began, it was taking money from generated by local municipalities and getting it to the state. So the state was kind of like taking care of the money that was coming from localities, and there was an agreement to send it back. It's not just like they're giving money back that's not generated by localities. Is that right? Well, you know, it's a program that was created in some ways to kind of even out opportunities to make sure that you had the option for some various servers that you could help poorer communities offer things that they couldn't otherwise. So, but the system has really changed over the years. Um, we used to have a formula, for example, that divided up that money on a per capita basis. And basically, if you were able to raise a lot of money from your locals, your local taxpayers, you didn't do as well. So basically, if you were a wealthy community, you did not get a big per capita amount of money from shared revenue. If you were a poor community, you did. That formula went away about 20 years ago when they went through a series of cuts and basically been frozen since 2000, I think it's three or four, that the state said, look, whatever you got last year is what you're getting this year. We're going to adjust a little bit for state law if we're required to, but those payments have been frozen for two decades. So the system's not what it used to be. And if you look at the Assembly GOP bill, what they're doing is they're taking this new pot of money. So they're keeping the current payments as they are about... $750 $750 million a year, roughly. They want to add in, you know, now around $250 million, something like that, to new supplemental payments that are divided up in a different way. If you did poorly under the old system, you would get a bigger boost in this new one because they think it's unfair the way it used to be done. That's why you see big cities like Milwaukee looking at a 10% increase in aid, but others are getting way bigger increases because Milwaukee... Uh, traditionally did very well in that per capita formula because it wasn't a very wealthy city, right? Um, so there's there's a it's a change, a much different than what it used to be in terms of a, a program. Well, you've mentioned some of the strings that Assembly Republicans wanted to put on this money. That includes controlling 
in some ways what the city spends on police. They want police officers back in Milwaukee public schools. They want to gut the city's civilian-controlled police and fire oversight commission. Any idea whether these will be backed by the Senate, which is expected to take it up in early June? Well, there are definitely some things that they were going to agree to. The question is which ones. And again, what's Evers' bottom line? How much can he take? And, you know, for Republicans are also knowing, look, the mayor and county executive are part of these discussions that produced these bills, right? So they knew what was in there. And if you listen to the county executive and the mayor, they're not thrilled about the provisions in there about restricting local control, but their entire focus has been on that sales tax money and the question of the referendum. That's what you hear them talk about the most because they are fearful if the referendum were to fail, they'd have no plan B. Um, so I don't know if I want to say that the restrictions are palatable, but they can seem like they can kind of live with them right now with what's been proposed. And Republicans, whether it's local Wisconsin Republicans or Republicans around the country, are generally proponents of local control. It's the key point in states' rights activism and limiting federal or even sometimes state government power. Now, though, Republicans are taking away some local government control, especially in Milwaukee. What's that about, I mean, in, in a nutshell? Well, Basically, they think Milwaukee's mis- mismanaged itself. Like, nobody else has this kind of pension problem. Milwaukee created it. You know, that's, that's their view, that this is a problem that you created Milwaukee. We're going to help you, but not for free. You've got to, you know, do some things that we want to see done differently if we're going to pitch it. And that's, that's kind of the Republican uh, view of how this is going to work. What ways do Republicans think that Milwaukee mismanaged itself? Well, one, there's the pension issue, right? I mean, this is something that's been created over years and years and years that they say, look, that's what Milwaukee did. And then two, you know, to Republicans, and again, this is their viewpoint, right? It's that Milwaukee's had misplaced priorities. If you ask a member of the Assembly GOP caucus, they, they will say, look, why is Milwaukee spending money on a streetcar, for example, and not on police? They think it's an example of mis, misplaced priorities that have contributed to this you know, fiscal cliff that is coming up uh, for too long. And what do Milwaukee leaders say in order to essentially defend themselves? Great question. You know, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they can sell them on changes. I I think my impression from talking to Republicans is they are kind of locked in on some of these things. They really think they are priorities that they want to see if there's going to be, uh, you know, this kind of fiscal lifeline for the city and county. They want to see some changes. Uh, It's not, not a great example of local control, but to Republicans, if you're giving this much money or this much of an option for money, the city and county has got to be something to return. Well, and there have been public hearings before an assembly committee on the shared revenue bill. Are there any additional public hearings expected in the next few weeks? Yeah, so the Senate should be working on it. We'll see how they proceed. Their plan in the Senate was to take the original assembly bill, uh, run it through without the changes that were made last week, and then they'll consider those changes. They kind of craft their own version. We'll see what that looks like and then see the process from there and you know how quickly this can move. How else, in addition to public hearings, how can local governments and actually in particular local residents, you know, people from the city of Milwaukee, people from Milwaukee County, how can they impact the process? Is that even part of the equation? Sure. I mean, lawmakers react when they get phone calls. If people call them up and express a point of view and they get enough calls, they pay attention to that kind of stuff. So... Is that pretty much the only way that communities and community members can have their voices heard, just call up their legislators? Yeah. Well, I mean, like Milwaukee County and the city, they have lobbyists. They are working on this deal as, you know, as we speak. 
There's municipalities in Wisconsin. There's a county association there also working on this because it doesn't impact, impact Milwaukee. Everybody in Wisconsin, all local governments would get a, uh, a boost in shared revenue under this package. So there are lots of forces at play that want to see this succeed. The question is, how do you get to a deal that everybody can live with? All right, a lot to think about, JR. And as always, thanks for joining me on Capital Notes. Anytime. That was J.R. Ross of WISPolitics.com speaking with me, WUWM's Mayan Silver. Listen for our segments every Monday with an extended segment on Lake Effect. And check out the Capital Notes podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 